like it's been three years since something significant happened. Is, are you all right? I mean, like, where? How did we get here? Oh, I thought we were, you guys I thought are finally we, back. Like, whoa! Hi! Oh, hi! Hi, Alan. Where have you been? Uh, where have you been these three years? Uh, I don't know. I, the last thing I remember was uh, I was taking a left down that one corridor and seeing something marked three thousand and eight, and then have hazy memories of wa- living in a in a like a supermarket. A uh, what? A, a weird. Why didn't you Swedish... try to come find me? <laughs> I we, we did. <sighs> we put out flyers. Uh, we uh, well, we didn't go to the police because uh, fuck the police. But anyway, uh, well, I mean, we, we couldn't we, even we, find we got, any police. We we. It was like that. It was like that. I, it was like that place went on forever. Yeah, we called out to people, and uh, we we even got a search party going. Actually, I think uh, we we ran into um. I don't know what to call them. Just like a group of people or like a, it's not even like a village. It's like, like a clan, a tribe, like a tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And we said, Hey, we're also looking for our friend, Alan. And it, we can't find him. Look, I, I, I think part of the problem with this whole experience is I only just recently got that sliver of wood pulled out of my skull. So I'm just now getting my cognitive memories back. It kind of helps because we, we ran into uh, our, uh, the, the thing that saved us ultimately was finding uh, Gracie. I guess the foundation sent Gracie to look for us, and she snorted, and it just healed. Oh, uh, it's been so long. Hey, is that the vending machine? It's been so long. Are you, how are how are you? Yeah. Wait, wait hold the, on. There's. I think that's. The, it's the Hennessy vending machine. Is the pandemic I'll over? How is Betty okay. White? Oh, oh, um, uh, welcome to Undercooked Analysis, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're guys. I found Hennessy's. Oh hell yeah! Uh, well, I'm glad. Some things never change, I guess. Uh, I'm David. Uh, uh, Kayla's over there by the, the vending machine. Hi. And and Alan. Uh, I, 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 Betty's fine, by the way. <laughs> Betty, Betty's fine. Uh, Are you guys I've, talking about Betty White? All I've had is all I've had is Hennessy for the past three years. So I, I'm sure you've noticed. Uh, I weigh 97 pounds now. Well, I, we still I'm gl- I, we still haven't fixed the vending. I, I'm glad to see some things never change. You know, the vending machine still being what it is. Um, and well, I, you know, I, I I would say you look well. You you definitely look different, Alan. Um, uh, d- different is absolutely the word. It, you you've literally just 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 Tennessee. That's it. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm oh, a, I'm a stick man now. Yeah, I can. I, I can see that. It's almost like uh, I, I think you should be careful because unless you have your your usual set of gift cards, the foundation is going to start thinking you're you're going to need to be contained. It's so uh, I'll be fine when I get out of here and enjoy some new stand up comedy from my favorite offbeat comedian, Norm Macdonald. <sighs> oh, shit. Uh, hey, well, you know, we, we, we do have a task ahead of us. I think that's the only way we're going to get out of the foundation. That's the fact that. Over these last three years, uh, some stuff did happen. Uh, namely, Lord Bung re- released a, a major, a, a long two-parter episode having to do with the SCP we're going to talk about today, which is where Kayla and I were lost for so long. Here, let me, let me have some of that. Let me have some of that. <sighs> oh, I never thought I never thought it would taste that good. Yeah. We, we've been eating nothing but Swedish meatballs and uh, drinking nothing but sparkling water. Um and the occasional like off-brand soda, it was it was kind of hellish. Yeah, uh, it, sorry. To hear I, I, my my memory of it's a little fuzzy, but and and, and also uh, I might need to change into something else because uh, we had to scavenge these uniforms off 
off of the employees. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. Well, what, let's should we should we get this out of the out of the way and then uh, and then maybe see if we could we could adjust to the world outside. Yeah, before alleviating my terrible starvation. Sure, let's read a fucking SCP and. <laughs> Oh wait wait wait! Hang on, I gotta. Uh, yeah, here. I, 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 here, I gotta. I got a meatball right here. Try it. Okay. That's a, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty it's good. How, pretty good meatball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I've got a couple more. There. I, I had to. I had to scavenge a bunch and put them in this bag. So. Uh, 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 food. I, 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 we'll have uh, a food. That reminds me of the antics of comedian Gallagher. How's he doing? <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking on a meatball. <coughs> Okay, uh, you know I haven't kept tabs on Gallagher. I don't think a lot of people in this place did. Anyway, uh, we we have uh, we we're gonna we're gonna talk about SCP three thousand eight. Uh, SCP three thousand eight. Yeah, SCP three thousand eight. There's a lot more of these now. In fact, um, I'm looking at the list, and uh, they're up to seven thousand and nine seven thousand and ninety nine SCPs. Right. Well, no, I think it's there's weird. a few that are still being written, but. Damn. That's interesting. Uh, but we're we're going all the way back to 3008. Uh, wow, the foundation really has grown in all that yeah. time. Uh, so come, all right, so, so I got the entry. Oh, yeah, we, we've got the entry pulled up. So come along with us on this fantastic voyage. Sly, sly, slippity, sly. Ha, Coolio. Coolio's <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, 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 I do. I do enjoy the I do enjoy Coolio. Um, uh. Item number SCP-3008, object class Euclid, special containment procedure. Everyone on board for the saddest bit? (laughs) Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) You mean this whole bit wasn't sad? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I I, I tried, Alan. I tried. (laughs) I tried so hard and got uh, nowhere. Nowhere. I got nowhere. Okay. Um, uh, are we all, but we're all, we're all good. We're all good, right? We're all good. Uh, good my next one was going to be Clue Gulliger, but I guess we can keep going. (laughs) Clue Gulliger? I don't even know who that is, but I I guess he's dead now. You know what's funny? The very first time I ever heard of Clue Gulliger was uh, his name or anything like that was through a MST3K riff. But anyway. Uh, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, the retail parking. Okay, special containment procedures. The retail parking, con- the retail park containing SCP-3008 has been purchased by the foundation and converted into site redacted. A couple, a public road leads to or by, all public roads leading to or passing by site redacted have been redirected. The entrance to SCP-3008 was to be monitored at all times, and no one is to enter SCP-3008 outside of testing as permitted by the senior researcher. Humans exiting SCP-3008 are to be detained and then debriefed prior to the administration of amnestics. Dependent upon the duration of their stay in SCP-3008, a cover story may need to be generated prior to their release. Any other entities exiting SCP-3008 are to be terminated. Uh... That explains my memory that it's kind of fuzzy. I must have been administered some amnestics. I thought it was just because of the wood thing in my head. I mean, it could be that, too. It's yeah. Hard. Uh, it's hard to know with the SCP, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this this should be interesting. Uh, who would like to take the description? <clears throat> uh, I got it. Okay. 
SCP. You're not feeling woozy from the last of food? Uh, you know, I, I'll be fine so long as uh, my hero Shinzo Abe, the former Japanese prime minister, is still doing Holy it. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Why, Alan? Why? The floor is yours, Alan. <laughs> Don't die on... Please, no choking on a meatball. Uh... Uh, if you have any, if you have any comments or criticisms about this episode, uh, please leave them in the comments. It'll boost our engagement. <laughs> yeah. Yes, fill your, uh, fill your hate. <laughs> give us, give us so many. Uh, make that algorithm ours. Uh, no such thing as bad press, right? SCP three thousand eight is a large retail unit previously owned by and branded as IKEA, a popular furniture retail chain. A person entering SCP-3008 through the main entrance and then passing out of sight of the doors will find themselves translocated to SCP-3008-1. This displacement will typically go unnoticed, as no change will occur from the perspective of the victim. They will generally not become aware until they try to return to the entrance. Uh Uh, Uh-oh. I'll take this next one, too. Uh... SCP-3008-1 is a space resembling the inside of an Ikea furniture store, extending far beyond the limits of what could physically be contained within the dimensions of the retail unit. Current measurements indicate an area of at least 10 kilometers squared, with no external terminators detected in any direction. Inconclusive results from the use of laser rangefinders has led to speculation that the space may be infinite. (laughs) You know, the funniest thing is uh, the largest Ikea in America is within driving distance of us. It's in Burbank. And uh, our good friend Ben Spiegel lives within walking distance. That's, you know, it comes like we haven't seen Benjamin in a while. Should we, like, be worried that that Ikea might actually be this Ikea? I mean, like he wandered in. We need to get Ben back here. I missed, I missed that. Yeah. I missed that skank. Um. I'm. <laughs> yeah, me too. We all do. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get us all together. I should probably tell him uh, about. I should probably tell him when we're going to Disneyland. Ooh. You can come with if we can get out of here. Uh, SCP three thousand eight dash one is inhabited by an unknown number of civilians trapped within prior to containment. Gathered data suggests they have formed a rudimentary civilization within SCP-3008-1, including the construction of settlements and uh, fortifications for the purpose of defending against SCP-3008-2. Normally, uh, Lord Bung is keen to cram a bunch of different SCPs into one, and there are probably a few little references here and there, but uh, we're going to stay focused on this one. I can see why he put effort into this one. There's, I mean, that in in itself, like, oh, there's a civilization. That whole paragraph is like, wow, you could do a lot with that. Oh, yeah, there's it's just the the whole conceit of living in an infinite Ikea, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. SCP-3008-2 are humanoid entities that exist within SCP-3008-1. While superficially resembling humans, they possess exaggerated and inconsistent bodily proportions, often described as being too short or too tall. They possess no facial features and in all observed classes wear a yellow shirt and blue trousers consistent with the IKEA employee uniform. Oh. Creepy. Well, th- those were in there, too. Those are also in confinement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, would you like me to take the next one? or? Yeah, go for it. All right. SCP-3008-1 has a rudimentary day-night cycle. 
determined by the overhead lighting within the space, activating and deactivating at times consistent with the opening and closing times of the original retail store. During the night instances of SCP, uh, during the night, I feel like there should be a, uh, instances of, there should be a comma there. That's what's throwing me. Instances of SCP-3008-2 will become violent towards all other life forms within SCP-3008-1. During these bouts of violence, they have been heard to vocalize phrases in English that are typically variations of, the store is now closed, please exit the building. Once day begins, SCP-3008-2 instances are immediately become passive and begin moving throughout SCP-3008-1 seemingly at random. They are unresponsive to questioning or other verbal cues in this state, though they will react violently if attacked. Wow. 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 Hmm. So they're not very good employees because they don't stop to ask you for, you, you can't stop to ask them for directions. And all they do is yell at you to leave and try to kill you when the night falls. That sounds about right. Yeah. I just want to get to the meatballs. Uh, <sighs> I just need to, I need to know where the food is. Please help. Uh, SCP-3008-1 is known to have one or more exits located within uh, though these exits do not appear to have a fixed position, making it difficult to leave SCP-3008-1 once inside. Using any other door besides the main entrance to enter the structure or breaking through the walls of the retail unit leads into the non-anomalous interior of the original store. Since containment began, 14 individuals have managed to exit SCP-3008. Following extensive debriefing, all individuals have been administered amnestics and released. Okay. How many more lost souls are there in there? Dun-dun. Dun-dun. So this is a pretty short one, but there is a looks like we're leading toward a transcription journal. Yeah, and I think that's where the bulk of what we're reading is coming from. Okay. Yeah. Incident three thousand eight dash one at zero zero thirty seven on redacted redacted two thousand redacted. A human male exited SCP three thousand eight, followed ten seconds later by an instance of SCP three thousand eight dash two. SCP-3008-2 caught and killed the man before itself being terminated by armed response personnel. This incident represents the only time an instance of SCP-3008-2 has been seen exiting SCP-3008. A full autopsy on the corpse was performed. See 3008-2 autopsy log for more details. Ooh. The man was carrying an IKEA-branded journal seeming to document his time in SCP-3008-1. <laughs> transcribed below verbatim. Oh my god. Alright, here this, we it, fucking go. I'm actually curious about the uh, is this autopsy. Journal? It might be. Well, except Alan didn't die. He's here. Unless... Yeah. No, I didn't die. Yeah. Just like, just like yeah. Ray Liotta, I am 100% alive. <laughs> god damn it. Wait, Ray Liotta died? Uh, this bit's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know he died. <laughs> Holy shit! Alan, do you have like a list in front of you of people who died in the last three uh, years? I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it and like just logging them away as they come to me. Oh no. <laughs> uh, okay. So it looks like these are these are nice. These are broken up into into journal segments, so we can we can probably each take one of these as we go. You know, uh, Kayla, would you like to start? Sure. So I'm writing this document. What I can only assume in my sudden descent into insanity. I can't believe I can't. Sorry. I can't possibly be that bad a navigator. And yet, as I write this, I've been trapped in Ikea for two days. I haven't seen another person in the entire time I've been here. I thought it was a prank at first. (laughs) Really? After two days? 
There's a hidden camera somewhere. I know he thinks it's like the Joe Schmo show. That's what he's thinking it is. Have I been punked? Is this, is, is, is Ashton Kutcher? It's a prank, bro. It's a prank, bro. Turn the place into a maze. Get all the people out and see how long it takes for me to get lost. Then everyone has a good old laugh. Realize that wasn't the case when I tried to backtrack. Everything had changed when the Fire Nation attacked. So, <laughs> so I ended up lost. Instead of the exit, it was just row after row of bookcases. Flark. It's a bunch of flarks. For those who have not been in Ikea, that's just an Ikea. I mean, yeah, it's a way to take this and, and make it's a way to take Ikea, which is already weird and maze like and make it even more unsettling. Yeah, it's very good. Should we just switch between? Do we want to do that? Like every or is that sentence is yeah. paragraphs. Yeah, we can do that. Paragraphs. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, so I'm trapped in Ikea. Sounds like the setup for a bad joke. The lights went out at 10 p.m. Nearly gave me a fucking heart attack, and the, that loud electrical thunk sound is the, and then pitch blackness. Place is full of beds, though, and my phone has a torch on it, but no damn signal. Wait. Oh, my it, phone has a torch on it. Is it? Yeah, I was. But no say, damn signal. That's probably a British. That's a British sort of. So I found a bed and went to sleep. Spent most of the next day trying to find my way out with no luck. I'm, I'm not going to do this the whole time. Okay. That's because I'm, I'm going to be criticized. You, you're sort of sounding kind of Australian there for a little bit. All right. You'd find a bit. No. You'd find a torch. No. Uh, no, no torch. <laughs> and I, Bruce, uh, did find a restaurant serving those meatballs, though, so at least I won't starve. That's probably the punchline of that joke. Anyway, but anyway, they were still warm and fresh, but I haven't seen anyone around who could have cooked them. Uh, made my way back to the beds before the lights cut out again, since it's too dark to uh, search with them off. Don't they have pancakes as well? And I, I, I thought they served other they stuff. Do. They uh, do, they, but uh, they do pretty good salmon. Uh, they, they do uh, uh, all sorts of lingonberry. You can get that uh, decent ass lingonberry juice there. Oh yeah. So I'm hoping I, I I'm hoping that the this infinite IKEA doesn't just only serve meatballs like they have other food. That's all I remember were the meatballs. The, the, because that's like the thing it's known for. It's kind of like it's kind of like Disneyland. Everybody's like, oh, you got to get the turkey legs, and I'm like, there's other food at Disneyland. Tur- churros yeah. and turkey legs. No, I uh, I do I do love Disneyland churros, but as someone who worked at the Renaissance Fair for some time, fuck a turkey leg. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was that was the when I was broke and worked at the Ren Fair. It would just be like, "Hey, uh, we're about to get rid of all these turkey legs," and then I take two and eat those and get sick and then go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, lingonberry barbecue. Lingon- I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever had one of those lingonberry barbecue ribs. That sounds I don't good think as fuck. Ooh, god damn it! You're all making me hungry now. Boysenberry festival's going on right now and knots, and I want to. Yes. I want to taste test all the boys and very flavored when, stuff. When we return from our vacation, we'll yes. make a pilgrimage. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, it's all you, Alan. Um, it's 9, 10 a.m. now. The lights came back on a little while ago. I'm sure I've searched the entire area around where I came in now, and the exit obviously isn't here. So I'm going to pick a direction and hope for the best. Okay. Uh, new entry. I feel like I'm going to burp. Sorry. Uh. There we go. It's okay. Day three of my magical Ikea mystery adventure. <laughs> the magical Ikea adventure. I will say I'm really enjoying the uh, the voice of this person. Same. 
If I wasn't sure that there was something seriously weird about this place before, I am now. I mean, I've only been here for three days and nothing. It, there was, <laughs> it wasn't weird before. Yeah. Walked for three hours in a more or less straight line. Insert Ikea joke here. <laughs> before I came across the ladder next to one of those huge stock shelves they have here. Climbed up to get my bearings and it looks like this place has just stretches on forever. Like that scene from The Lion King, except instead of trees and grass, it's all shelves and tables and crap. <laughs> I did see a person moving not too far away, though, so I headed over. thought it was a staff member at first. It was wearing the uniform and hell, maybe it was. Maybe, maybe freakish seven foot tall monsters with long arms, short legs and no faces are just the kinds of thing they want working at Super Ikea. Damn thing completely ignored me, though. And with no eyes or ears, I can't even be sure I was, knew I was there. Thought about shoving it or something to get its attention, but its hands are big enough to crush a watermelon, so I decided against it. Gallagher. It just kept moving along, and eventually I lost sight of it, so I decided to carry on the way I was going. <clears throat> anyway. But anyway. No comfy bed for me tonight. <laughs> Looks like I've entered the improbably hard and pointy table section of the store. <laughs> Guess I'll have to make do with some bunched up tablecloths. Phone battery died during the day too. Didn't work anyway. But, anyway. but I feel like I've lost some vi- just lost some vital lifeline. Aw. Well, no more torchlight at night. You ever see one of those cartoons where they're going through doors in a hallway and they just pop out of another door in the same hallway? That's how I feel right now. It's like I'm in an episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> I've seen nothing but the same identical bookshelf for day- two days now. Just row after row after row of them. I mean, come on, I love books as much as the next guy, but this is excessive. I'm obviously still moving forwards, though. I can see the signs hanging overhead passing by. Too bad none of them say exit. Not sure who was addressing that question to. Let's just say it was practice for the autobiography I'm going to write when I get out of here. I'll call it my perfectly normal trip to a regular old Ikea, if I ever get out of Crossed out. Nice. Next entry. <clears throat> Finally found some other people. Yeah, it turns out I'm not the only poor bastard trapped in here. Lucky for me, I guess. My sixth night here, two of those staff things came at me in the dark. Different from the first one I saw, but still messed up. Heard them coming. They were saying that the store was closed and I had to leave the building. All nice and polite-like. I'm not sure which part of that was weirder. That they don't have mouths or that they were apparently trying to kill me while they were saying it. Come at me like, come at, came at me like rabid dogs. So, I liked it. I'm British. Uh, <laughs> sure are. through Ikea in the dark like a fucking madman. I saw it when I cleared another stand of those giant stock shelves, all lit up with torches and floodlights. Uh, they've built a whole town in here. Got a massive wall built out of shelves and beds and tables and whatever else. I swear to God, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Anyway, I guess they saw me coming. Or maybe they heard my girlish, crossed out, manly bellows of fear. (laughs) Because they had a gate open and two people were there waving me in. Heard the staff thing slam into the gate behind me after it was closed, still politely informing us all that the store was now closed. They wandered off eventually, though. (laughs) They call the town Exchange, because that's what's on the sign hanging from the ceiling directly above it. Exchange and Returns. All lit up against the night using lights they found and plugged into the power lines. And there are beds and food and people. Over 50 wonderful people with regular size limbs and a full set of facial features. It's now my seventh, seventh, it's now my seventh night here. Wow. Fuck me. I swear. And the first one not spent in darkness. A full week living in Ikea. That's probably a TV show in that. There's probably a TV show in that somewhere. (laughs) Or 
two YouTube episodes for sure. Oh, uh, this is uh, this okay. This, I will say this is a good narrative. It's got me. You know what? This actually, on its own, this actually probably would make a good TV show. Like if someone just almost like lost before lost went off the rails. Like yeah. someone waking up like has no idea how they got to this IKEA, and then uh, is exploring trying to. It's a survival type of TV show. I would that would be actually very interesting. Yeah. Again, I'm seeing why this was a good source of inspiration for that, for confinement. Mm-hmm. By the way, I want to stress right now, once we're after this, if we decide to do more SCPs after this, until the next episode comes out, uh, we'll switch back to just reading recommended SCPs. Or the Jays. Or, oh, yeah, we still, we did promise we'd do the Jays. Just a list of people's favorite Jays. I think we'll, 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 we'll give a little call to action at the end, I think. Mm-hmm. Put a pin in that. Um, is it is I it just me? read. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So we got a new entry. Now that I'm around other people, I'm starting to feel more normal. Maybe normal isn't the word, but after a week with only the sound of my own footsteps for company, I was becoming increasingly sure that I'd just gone nuts, that I was tied up in some padded room somewhere, banging my head against the wall. But no, I feel quite sane now. Thank you very much. Apparently, there are other towns out there, some with more people, some with less. I found that fairly mind boggling. How can that many people go missing with no one noticing? surely someone would have noticed that everyone who goes to Ikea seems to fucking vanish. Or maybe it's not everyone. Maybe we're just the lucky ones. The people here just call the those staff monsters things the staff. Apparently they are fine during the day, minding their own business, walking the aisles. As soon as those lights go out, though, they go fucking bonkers. So during the day, people go out to find food, water, and whatever else they need. Apparently there are restaurants and shops around that randomly get restocked. No one knows how. Maybe the staff do it. Apparently, they aren't very good at their jaws, though, because they restock. the restocking sometimes takes a while, which means the food needs to be rationed. Maybe if they weren't so busy chasing people around in the dark, they'd get more done. Which I just, like, power through a bunch of that, and then... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I, I, got, I got on a roll. That's, that's fine. Uh, it, it's actually really engaging as a story. Yeah. Sorry. I, I apologize, though. I, I just hogged all of that. Alan, you get... You get uh, multiple paragraphs. Okay, sure. Anyway, uh, when night comes, the staff go nuts and (laughs) everyone holds up inside the walls. Apparently, it's the same everywhere in this place, whatever this place is. The Ur-Ikea, from whence all other Ikeas spread. Or maybe we're all still just in the regular Ikea, and this is all some fever dream brought on by mind-numbing boredom. Who knows? <laughs> Been here for ten days now. Most of the people I asked said they stopped keeping track a long time ago, and one guy, Chris, said he'd been in here for years. Years. Illegible scribbles. <laughs> Apparently, there are rumors of people who do manage to get out, and of people who see the exit only to have it vanish before their very eyes. I get the feeling not everyone believes that, but I do. Explains how he got stuck in here in the first place, sort of. And I mean, come on. Staff monsters, row after endless row of high-quality Swedish furniture. I don't know why they would find a disappearing door so hard to believe in. Is it really that high-quality? I, I mean... I'm looking at the shelves that we got from Ikea right now that we've had for years. and That's true. They have held up. Through several moves. Although so. the number of times we've brought up <clears throat> IKEA to our our good Swedish friend Zaf, and who has said, "Oh God," well, <laughs> has scoffed and said, 
the IKEA meatballs are the are disgusting and nothing can compare to actual Swedish meatballs. Well, yes, this is true. I mean, like, you know, I mean, if you're an actual I mean, Swede, I'm sure I mean, IKEA is. I say the same joke. about what you guys think passes for barbecue over there. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, I would probably say the same thing about what you guys consider pass for sushi. Well, uh, we're also in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's Mexican is, food. Oh, no. I remember one time uh, visiting family up in Washington, and uh, my cousin was like, this is the best Asian restaurant we have ever been to. And it was this awful pan-Asian restaurant that just felt like it was just butchering a bunch of different Asian uh, cultures. And the food tasted there's, awful. There's a there's, a, there's a, uh, de- a few decent sushi places around here. Uh, there's also one uh, Chinese buffet I went to that claimed to have a sushi bar. And uh, at their uh, all-you-can-eat sushi bar, uh, they were selling tuna rolls that, that were stuffed with, like, canned tuna fish. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ew. Sounds pretty gross. Then again, the worst sushi I ever had was in California. That's fair. Like, that was insane. I, I took a bite out of a California roll, because usually a California roll, if you if I go to a new place and the California rolls are bad, you know that's a big bad sign. This was the worst California roll I had ever had. Took a bite, and I said, I, I can't eat this. And they're like, well, can we place it with another? I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I've just never ate something... I don't know how to respond. I just, I, I'm not going to be able to finish all of this. I don't know. Crime against sushi is what you had. Yeah, that was insane. And I felt bad. And I didn't, cause I didn't want to tell the waiter, Hey, what the hell? But like, I didn't want to, like, I only took a bite and I nearly like threw up. (laughs) So I'm like, what do I do? Oh man. Uh, Oh, it's me. Yeah. I think, I think it's fair. Uh, anyway, anyway, I went out scavenging for a food, for food at a nearby uh, shop with Sandra and Jerry today. Once he Jerry! Learned, once he learned the landmarks of this place, it's not so hard to navigate. The overhead signs help out a lot, but there are other things. Not too far in the distance, a huge section of those giant stock shelves has collapsed against each other, and way off in the east, we all assume it's east anyway, because anyway. apparently Ikea doesn't sell compasses, <laughs> is some kind of tower that looks like it's made of wood. Reaches all the way to the ceiling. Maybe they were trying to break through out uh, through the roof. Lights up at night, so there must be people there. But it's apparently a few days' walk, which means it must be miles away. So no one here really knows for sure. Apparently, I got incredibly lucky sleeping out in the open for a week without getting ripped to bits by the staff. That's me. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Uh, we found some food in the shop. Guess the staff restocked it during the night, which was nice of them. There was a telephone on the wall, so I figured I'd try it out. There was a voice on the other end, but they were just talking nonsense. Random words strung together with no real meaning. You ever see a video of someone with aphasia? Kind of sounded like that. Didn't answer me when I spoke to them. Anyway. Sandra says all the phones are in here are the same. Oops, asking the journal questions again. I was thinking last night. New entry. Good job. The ceiling on this place is pretty high, and as far as anyone can tell, it goes on forever. Shouldn't there be some kind of weather in here? I'm sure I read about some NASA building that was so big it had its own weather patterns with clouds and stuff. This place is definitely bigger than that. But now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure I've never felt so much as a temperature change in here. I'll add it to the grand list of weird bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Is this I got out of curiosity, is this more or less weird than the dimension of infinite potatoes? Um I think more weird just because there there's like so much other stuff going on. Yeah. True. The staff attacked these exchange last night. Must have been twenty or thirty of them all just asking us to leave the store calm as you like, while trying to smash the walls down with their bare hands. Apparently this happens pretty regularly, so everyone is prepared for it. Knives from the restaurants, long mower blades made into hatchets, a fire axe. One guy, Wasim, even made a functional crossbow. Anyway, the walls have holes in them, which I hadn't noticed before, specifically so we can stab out at the staff when they attack. Took a couple of them down myself. They don't seem to bleed, which is weird, but they go down as easy as a regular person once you start sticking holes in them. Should I keep reading? Or? Oh, no, no. Sorry, I'm good. That's, hmm. I wonder if they even bleed there. We have to, we have to haul the bodies away the, in the morning. Apparently, the dead ones will attract more during the night. So we had to get them away from the exchange. We have a couple of those trolley things they used to move big boxes around. So we loaded them up and took them over to pick up. Apparently, people just name everything in here after whatever sign is hanging overhead. I get. I mean, I get it. It's what makes it easier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, it's like, why be creative in this like store? That's yeah. There's there's really no point unless you're just there. People are trying to. It sounds like from the distance, people are trying to find creative ways to get out of here. I'm still curious about that that wooden tower. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. pickup was grisly. There were hundreds, maybe thousands of dead staff all piled up. There was no smell, which was a blessing. Apparently, in addition to not bleeding, these things don't rot, either. My curiosity got the better better of me while we were unloading them, so I took a look at one of the more cut-up ones. They're just skin, or something that looks like skin. All the way through. No muscle, no bone, no organs. Are they even really alive in the first place? They certainly seem like they have bones when they are moving around, pounding on the walls. And I'm sure I felt more resistance than just skin when the knife went in during the night. Maybe something happens to them when they oh. die. Guess the only way I'll ever know is by eating one of them. Jeez. Um. <laughs> That's an addendum I wish was yeah, in here. No, that, was, that, that was all me, everybody. That was not a... Uh... Just inspired. one more thing on the ever-increasing list of weird shit that goes on in here, I guess. <laughs> the ever the growing list of bullshit so much bullshit uh new entry yeah something occurred to me after the staff attacked the other night every time you see a situation like this on tv or in film like it's the end of the world or everyone is trapped on an island or whatever hey like i said lost uh-huh once groups like ours start to form people always seem to turn on each other fighting for food or dominance or whatever else this hasn't happened in here Apparently people from the other towns come by from time to time uh, just to check in or occasionally to trade if there are short on something. But everything is always cordial, friendly even. Maybe it's the threat of the staff or perhaps the constant restocking of supplies in the shops means there's nothing much to fight over. Maybe people are just better than they are generally given credit for. That's a nice thought. I think I'll go with that one. I'm waiting for either him to be proven wrong or for the... Uh... Or for it to continue, I either I I hope it continues. You know that it's not this damn sick motherfucking monster. <laughs> Seriously, uh, is it you? Yeah. It moi? It is moi. Another new entry. A dozen people showed up at the gates this afternoon from a town called Trolleys. Apparently, the staff broke through the walls and tore the town apart during the night. 
These 12 are the only survivors out of over 100. We let them in, obviously. One more point in the human decency column. Later, I asked if anyone knew how many of these towns there were out there. Between us and the new folks, we managed to come up with over 20 names. 20 towns filled with people, and who knows how many beyond that. The motto for the place should be, how is that even possible? Surely someone somewhere must be looking for the thousands of people that must be in here. I've I've been here for a little over two months now. Not that much changes, as it turns out. A couple of new people showed up. Same story as the rest of us. Nice little trip to Ikea, and suddenly they're trapped in Billy Bookcase's house of faceless weirdos. (laughs) I like this person's dialogue. This is... This is great. The staff attack the exchange once or twice a week. They kill them and haul their bodies off. Sometimes they hurt some of us first. They killed a guy called Jared a couple of weeks back. It was awful, frankly. Turns out regular humans still bleed in here, even if the staff don't. We tried our best, but none of us are doctors. What's up? I mean, it was just it was just Jared from Subway. It's not. Sorry, that's such a bad joke. Yeah, don't feel too sympathetic. <laughs> anyway, Jared was a good guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to stress, I mean, the guy in this story. Uh, not Jared yeah, from Subway. Not. Uh, who is uh, not, not a good guy. No. Not, not remotely. He deserved no. better. Jared in this story. We all do. <laughs> yes. Moment of silence for Jared in this story. <laughs> it occurred to me a couple days after that. None of us were really looking for a way out of here. I don't even know where we'd start. Dun, dun, da, da, da. Some time passes, and then... Uh, oh, one of those quadcopter things with camera attached buzzed past uh, Exchange today. I thought it meant that someone was finally looking for us, that help was on the way. Apparently it's not the first time this has happened, though. Same thing happened a few months ago, and everyone's still here. No idea if it saw us. It didn't stop if it did. Just kept flying until we can no longer see it. Oh shit! Oh boy! Hey, that that came up in in confinement as well. Mm-hmm. Note: based on recovery time of the journal, this entry appears in, to line up approximately with our first successful test piloting of a drone inside SCP three thousand eight one. Analysis of footage shows a walled settlement under a sign labeled "Exchange and Returns." Attempts to relocate the settlement failed. Origin of previously sighted drones is unknown. Oh, that's interesting. Like they've seen other drones, but they don't think that they're the they're not the they're not the foundation drones, at least as far oh. as they know. Oh, interesting. So where are these drones? Unless they're like time is anomalous here and they're future drones. Oh, from the foundation. Creepy. We're back to the longer ones. So oh, okay. I think we can break them up a little more uh, again. Are we at me or what's up? Uh, yes. Y- okay. Yes, please. I started Keep talking to mind. people about the Thank stuff you. they miss from home during dinner today. Probably not the best idea I've ever had. Everyone seemed pretty down after. A bunch of people here have families. Husbands and wives, kids, dogs. Franklin apparently has a pet llama, though I'm not sure I buy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's But funny. apparently, some of the people here have some seriously odd gaps in their knowledge. Three of them had never heard of the International Space Station... Two of them seem to think that Redacted Redacted was the Prime Minister. Um, let's see, who'd be the funniest person to put on that Redacted Redacted? Hmm. Uh, Bob Saget. Uh, he, American <laughs> Dad. Uh, Bob Saget. Wait, no, that's yeah. Tim Allen. That's, Tim, that, that's Tim Allen. No, I should have... I, I, 
I, I couldn't think of an iconic Bob Saget ism. Wow, he doesn't, he doesn't really. Have Sorry, him. I'm tired, and all I've eaten have been meatballs for it's the fine. last three years. Good old alive Bob Saget was the prime minister, and oh my god, <laughs> god damn it! And one of them oh. had apparently never heard of the Statue of Liberty. I believe them too. They seem just as confused as the rest of us. Okay, time is an anomaly here. It uh, has to or be. it's uh, cross-dimensional. Oh, you know what? That would make sense because if they're only locking down one IKEA, there could be other. Yeah, that's, that's okay, where the that other drones sense. are coming from. Uh, other versions of yeah. the foundation, maybe in other dimensions. Hmm. Nice. Uh. Uh. Would you? Uh. You want to take the the rest the rest of this, or do you want to keep going, Alan? Uh. Yeah. Sure, I mean, like, yeah, sure. The more I thought about it, though, the more I... I started to explain a few things. What if the reason no one is looking for all us missing people is because we haven't all come from the same place? There it is. This is going to sound weird. Maybe that sh- that should be the motto for this place. What if all the people here have come from different dimensions? Realities, whatever you call it. I've seen enough TV shows to know the drill. Sarah comes from a place where there's no Statue of Liberty. They didn't launch a space station where Wasim is from. If everyone here came from different places, even from ones that seem identical, there'd be no huge missing persons panic. No mass search. We'd just be a blip. A single missing person in a world of non-stop news. Well, that was a fun train of thought. <laughs> this guy, this guy's voice is the best. Just realized that yesterday was six, the sixth month anniversary of my arrival here. Jesus. Damn. I wonder if Ikea sells party hats. I don't think they do. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they do. The routine around here has remained more or less the same. More new folks show up one every couple of weeks or so. Food supplies go up and down, but we never actually had a major shortage. Usually we get a visitor from one of the nearby towns, usually checkouts or aisle 630. We check in with each other from time to time, occasionally trade supplies if someone gets particularly low or on something. It's comforting in a way. A reminder that we aren't alone in here. Some small glimmer of civilization. Something that bring, sometimes they bring medical supplies. Apparently there's a pharmacy a few towns down from checkouts that gets restocked every now and then. So they share out what they can. I've never heard of an Ikea with a pharmacy before, but at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if someone stumbled on an Ikea organ harvesting lab. <laughs> Certainly explain the staff. <laughs> I like the idea that there's a Ikea pharmacy in an alternate universe. I love this. Uh, now it's like, oh, wait, it, there's a pharmacy? I wonder if there are doctors. Oh, my God, there's free health care in this. <laughs> in this infinite Ikea. Oh, man. Speaking of our faceless jailers, their attacks have been getting way worse lately. Or getting worse lately. There's no way. Sorry. <laughs> their attacks have been getting worse lately. Three or four times a week now, with twice as many staff as there used to be. No idea where they are all come from. Why the attacks have increased. We tried following one of them during the day a few weeks ago. Me and Sarah. Wanted to see if they lead back to a staff room or something. Didn't seem to go anywhere, though. Just randomly walked through the aisles. We had to turn back before we found anything. We've been reinforcing the walls, trying to arm ourselves better. Certainly no lack of materials to use. Wasim has been making more crossbows, but it's been pretty slow going. Too bad Ikea doesn't sell guns. Uh, no. No new personnel have entered SCP-3008 as site redacted in the time span indicated in this entry. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, we're getting close, gang. The attacks are getting bad now. Almost every night, and with so many staff, the bodies almost pile high enough for others to climb over the wall. I think we're in real trouble here. Alan, you want to take us sure. on? Exchange is... I think exchange is done. We got hit pretty bad last night. 
Not many casualties, but the wall is wrecked. We finally figured out why the attacks had been escalating, too. A box of supplies had a chunk of one of the staff in there. Brody. No idea oh, how shit. it happened, but apparently a piece of one will draw them as well as a full body. Too late now, in any case. There's too many bodies for us to haul away, and I still have time to fix... And still have time to fix the wall before night. Candace has called a meeting. I expect there will be talk of abandoning exchange. Maybe try and get shelter at checkouts or something. It's already getting late, though. I don't think we'll have time to make it. Maybe some of us will. I was fine for that first week out in the dark, after all. But then, how often can I keep getting lucky? I'm only writing this for a sense of closure, I guess. For me, or for anyone who finds this, if this is the final entry here... I hope whoever reading this is doing so from outside of this place. My biggest fear, if I do die tonight, I'll just wake up here again in the morning. Ooh, damn. Oh, this is the last entry. It is assumed that while attempting to reach the checkout settlement, he was separated from the rest of his group by pursuing SCP-3082 instance and happened upon the exit. Oh, he actually got out, but then he was killed immediately. Oh. oh shit! Well, there's no autopsy report, but this was this was a good one. This is a really good one. I like this one. Same, like I wasn't like usually we make a lot more jokes, but I was engaged all the way through. Damn. Oh, absolutely. Um, just for where credit the credit is due, I like to make sure we do that. The very first entry for this. The creation of this was, I guess it's credited to uh, Mortos. Huh. This is from 2017. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was, this was very good. Yeah. I really don't have anything to uh, point out with this one. This is a solid, like a solid premise and then followed up with a really good yeah, in universe. Uh, so many, uh, so many SCPs that are considered the classic ones. Uh, uh, they're they're good entries, but the they don't have a good narrative attached, which they don't technically have to. That's not how SCP Foundation works. But this one, this one right. does in fact right. have a good narrative attached. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I dig it. Um, and in terms of freshness, I'll give this uh uh, uh you know nice a nice uh Lindenberry uh Lindenberry drink. Uh, I will give it. It's all you can find to drink, so I hope you. I will give it five out of a possible five meatballs. Hell yeah! Um, I will give this um a uh exit sign out of the. Oh God, how many how many floors does this fucking IKEA have again? Could you imagine if this IKEA had a second floor? Oh God, I'm shocked that the floors don't get addressed in this. In all honesty, yeah. Well, it's only scratching the surface. This is this is some, this is some good some good eerie speculative fiction here. I like it. Uh, well, I'm glad that we have that out of the way and in the archives. Um, it's it's been good getting back into the swing of things here at the foundation, even if uh, even if we got kind of stuck in that yeah. bit for a bit. Uh, what bit? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you you had a you had a moment, but it's yeah, okay. It's Everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. I finally get to leave this place and. See what my favorite band, the Foo Fighters, have been up to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before I leave, we leave the foundation. We'd like to once again uh, thank everybody for listening. And if you enjoy what we have here, please consider, uh, you know, following the podcast if you haven't done so already, uh, whether it be on YouTube or through your 
preferred podcast listening measure of choice. Uh, any ratings, reviews, and feedback you can give is always appreciated. Uh, if you would like to send us something to read and get it critiqued, uh, you can email us midnightmarinera at gmail.com is where you can find it. Uh, we will also, uh, we also have a Patreon where you can hear our choice drags and other bits of extra content that is only released for patrons, uh, at patreon.com slash midnight marinara. Now, the interesting thing I've noted, I've probably pointed out to people before is that everything is branded with midnight marinara. And yet here we are with UCA, but don't worry. Midnight marinara is moving into its 10 year anniversary this year. And that's one of many podcasts you can find on the creative horror network along with shows like Trick or Track, The Jameson Tapes, Darkly Lit, The Witching Hour, and so forth. Uh, any other things of note you all want to talk about before we... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find the right gift card to get out of here. Um, I, didn't get, uh, I didn't get around to David Warner, Paul Sorvino, uh, <laughs> uh, Gilbert Godfrey, or Louis Anderson. <laughs> oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Paul Sorvino died as... God damn it! I didn't know that. Well, remember he was in um, uh, the Devil's Carnival. Oh, literally, goddammit. (sighs) Well, so much for the Devil's Carnival continuing after Alleluia. Surprise. Oh, I just remembered. What? Hey, actually, uh, other thing, too, if you all want to be supportive, you can send us your stories or... Give us recommendations for SCPs to read or, heck, we accept recommendations for uh, specifically SCPJs. Ooh, yeah. Send us some of your favorite SCPJs. We talked about reading those a few years ago uh, when before while the lockdowns were going on here at the Foundation. And uh, uh, we, I'd still like to do that at some point now that we've kind of reached the, the current uh, up-to-date with uh, confinement. Um, also, just in case he's listening, I don't know if he does. But hey, Lord Bung, thanks for making such a cool series. It's been helping us find a lot of cool SCPs. Uh, DMX, Stephen Sondheim. Uh... <laughs> Wait, Stephen Sondheim? God damn it! <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>